What is up, what is up, and welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, we got a lot to talk about today. We had a pretty awesome weekend of fights, week of fights in general, and uh, we're going to be going over all that. We got PFL, we got UFC, we had some boxing matches with Shakur Stevenson, we had Amanda Serrano taking on Katie Taylor, so we're going to break all that down. As always, we're drinking beer. Today's beer, we're uh, we're rocking with the Southern Tier, yeah, Southern Tier Brewing Company. Their double IPA, and I think I may have had this before, but I can't remember. I saw it at the gas station. They were selling singles. I knew this was going to be a day show, so I didn't want to get too schwiggity schwasted. But this is their double IPA, two X IPA. So we're gonna let that foam down boom, die down, and then we're going to jump right into the show. Um, actually, we'll just jump into it first. Uh, we'll start with the PFL while this foam is dying down. We had the featherweights and the heavyweights. Um, if you haven't been watching the show or haven't been keeping up with PFL, it's the only MMA uh, promotion that has a season with playoffs and a championship. So you fight, you win, you get three points. If you get a finish, you get bonus points. So first round finish one, or I mean three points, second two points, third round one point. We had uh, the featherweights, they fought, and there were no finishes on the featherweights, unfortunately. But there were some great fights. We had Bubba Jenkins, he, he looked amazing. He got three points for his unanimous decision win. We had Lance Palmer taking on Chris Wade in an absolute war. Chris Wade pulls it out. He gets three points. Uh, we had. Shame on Marias. Yeah, he got a decision victory. And who was the last one? Oh, Brendan Lofnane. He got a technical decision. Um, so the fight got stopped about three minutes into the third round. They went to the judges' scorecards up to that point, and he won. So they all got three points. They're all tied for first in the featherweights right now. And then with the heavyweights, we had a lot of finishes. Uh, three first-rounders. We had the defending champion, Bruno Capaloza. He had a he had a real nice ground-and-pound finish over Stuart Austin. Um, we had Renan Ferreira. He he looked amazing. He knocks out Jamel Jones. Um, and then who was the third one? Let me check that real quick. Oh, Dennis Golstov. He looked amazing. Um, goes out there and just speed kills. He he rocked this dude. Gets him. So they all got six points for their first round finishes. Then can't remember guy's name, but he got five points for a second round knockout. It was a it was a fun fucking card. I love PFL because they incentivize the finishes more than anyone else. And that season at the end of, or the playoffs at the end of it, it's it's something to die for. I wish I wish there was something. I wish it was bigger than it is. I wish it was more than just a four person playoff. I wish it was like sixteen. Yeah, so we're gonna try this beer. The foam's not dying down. It's a nice gold color, um, darker than darker than what I've been rocking. That's for sure. Ah. it's a double um I'll give it a five nine it's it's not bad it's got a good little bite to it but it's a little bitter ah. Ah. a little too bitter if you ask me all right moving on uh we had ufc fight night rob font versus marlon cheeto vera 
and there were some battles on this card. It was fun to watch. Um, let's see here. We had Francisco Figueredo, brother of uh, the strawweight champion, Davison Figueredo. He gets a knee bar finish in the first round. So we got two back-to-back weeks where we saw knee bar finishes in the first round on a UFC fight night. That's pretty cool because those are pretty rare to see. And then we had Alexander Romanov in the featured uh, prelim. He took on Chase Sherman. He was the biggest favorite ever to come into a UFC fight. Minus 2,200 were the odds for Romanov. And he delivered. He gets the Americana in the first round. Had some nasty slams on Sherman. Every time Sherman got up, he'd either pick him up and dump him or just get a nasty takedown. This guy, he's 5-0 in the UFC, 16-0 overall. He's going to be looking to fight a ranked opponent next. And he's surging. He's a... He's a beast. And he's not huge for heavyweight. He's usually about 235, 236, it looks like, around way in time from his last few fights. Yeah. And then on the main card, we had uh, Darren Elkins. He took on Tristan Connolly, and it was just a war. Elkins outstruck him. He's usually a ground guy, but they were both cut up. They were both just trading combos, like punches and bunches. They looked exhausted by the end of the, end of the fight, obviously. Um, Elkins pulls away the unanimous decision victory, but it was a fun, fun fight. Get a, go back and watch that on ESPN Plus if you get the chance. This whole card was fun. Um, Jared Gordon, he took on Grant Dawson. They were battling. They both had their moments. Dawson was winning each round. And then in the third round, he gets just takes Gordon's back so quick, locks in a rear naked like that. He says, he gets on the mic, he says, listen, the last time I lost, Barack Obama was president, so put some respect on my name. I want a top 15. 17-1, dude's a prospect. We got some, I mean, they're putting some ballers on these cards again, because the last couple weeks, UFC fight night, it's been, a, it's been a little weak, but this one, it delivered. It fucking delivered. Um, then we had Andre Feely, he took on Joe Anderson Brito, and... Uh, Feely, he's a two to one favorite. The fight starts off, and the commentators are just talking about how good Feely is and what he's good at and everything. And in the middle of their uh, sentence, he gets knocked the fuck out by Joe Anderson Brito. And Brito's got so many finishes in the first minute. I think it's seven finishes in the first minute. He fights at featherweight, but dude is stacked. I mean, he's just a powerhouse. Looks like he's juiced to the fucking pits. I mean. He's probably not because you saw the testing pool, but this dude's just a fucking tank. And he knocks him the fuck out, uh, gets the upset, gets the knockout. Congrats to Joe Anderson Brito. And then in the co-main event, we had the UFC veteran, former heavyweight champion from almost 20 years ago, Andre Arlovsky. He took on Jake Collier. Collier. Um... It was a close fight, back and forth. Um, both guys were cut up a little bit. Arlovsky pulls out the split decision. It was a weird reading of the scorecards. They gave, one judge gave it 30-27 Collier. The other two gave it 29-28 Arlovsky. I thought Arlovsky won it, but weird weird way that it was scored, that's for sure. Judging sucks. Um, yeah, so Arlovsky, he's on a four-fight win streak. Six out of his last seven, he's won. He's 43 years old. He says he's still wanting a title. He's reinventing himself. He's not the nastiest, most brutal knockout artist in the heavyweight division, but he's just a smart fighter. Keeps reinventing himself. So he's trying to make a title push at 43 years old. I'd like to see it happen. Dude's a beast. He's fun to watch fight, and he's just so... He's 
he's evolved so many times since he's been in the UFC, switching over to other promotions. He's just a beast. He's a warrior. But moving on, we have the main event. We had Marlon Cheeto Vera versus Rob Font, and they fought in one of the fights of the years. Font, an insane output. He landed 270 strikes, more than actually. Um, Cheeto had about 160, so a lot of strikes landed by both men. Font was using his jab well. He's landing combos, his uppercuts down the middle because Cheeto has a nice guard where he just shells up. You're not hitting him with straight punches. You got to go around him. The uppercut was a good way. But Cheeto adjusted. He knew that the rounds were close, even though Font was outlanding him by a lot. And when Cheeto gets, uh, you know, they hear that 10 second or they, he hears that it's close to the end of the round, he rocked Font three rounds in a row, dropping him, almost knocking him out each time. He just, he, Cheeto Vera is someone that looks better in each and every fight. Even his loss to Aldo, every time I watch him fight, it's like a wake-up call again and again and again. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's a lot better than I thought he was. After he fought Aldo, he lost the fight in a three-round fight. But I watched it, and I was like, wow, I didn't think this guy was on Aldo's level or could even hang with him. Then he goes out there, and he just fucking mollywops Rob Font. I mean, he hit a knee to the face. He rocked him with punches. Just about everything he could do, he did do. Um, Cheeto Vera gets the unanimous decision victory. He's calling for an Aldo rematch. I don't want to see it. I want to see Aldo take on Aljamain. Um, get, get him another belt. Aljo and Aldo, I mean... Aldo's just been there, done that. He's been rocking the division. He deserves it. Another guy that has reinvented himself completely. He used to be a kickboxer. Now he's just pretty much a straight boxer in there. Goes out and fucking shells up, rocks his opponents every fucking time. He's looking good. So yeah, Cheeto Vera though, he's climbing the rankings. Probably going to be ranked fifth on Monday when uh, when the rankings come out. He's been getting better and better each time. Even with his losses, he's getting better. He says he's going to be champion, and I can totally see it. But moving on, we're going to take a swig of our beer, and then we're going to talk some boxing before we get into what's coming up in the future for MMA, UFC, anything coming up, really. It grows on you. That beer grows on you. I'm going to leave it, I think it said 5.9, I think I'll leave it there, but it grows on you, it doesn't grow higher than a 5.9 though, alright, moving on to boxing, we had Shakur Stevenson, the prospect, the golden boy, he took on Oscar Valdez and made it look easy, there were some times where Valdez caught him for a couple minutes in the fight, he might have won two or three rounds, but for the most part, Shakur Stevenson just Barely moving out of the way of every punch. His head movement, his jab, his combos. I mean, this dude is just, he's a beast. He's hes the up-and-comer. I don't think he's ready for the top dogs, like, moving up in weight to fight a Cambosis, to fight a Lomachenko, to fight a Devin Haney. But he's getting there. hes I mean, this dude is just so quick, so smooth. Gets the unanimous, I think it was a unanimous decision. I got to go back and watch it. I was... There's so much going on last night. It's hard to hard to keep up sometimes. Um, but yeah, and then after his fight, he goes down on one knee. He proposes. She says yes. So shout out to Shakur Stevenson. Congrats on the engagement, brother. And then more boxing. We had probably the greatest women's fight of all time and one of the best boxing matches in a real long time. 
Amanda Serrano taking on Katie Taylor, both champions. Um, if you kept up with the Jake Paul saga, she Amanda Serrano was the co-main for a lot of his fights, and she's a beast, so smooth, great combos, movement, just so athletic. Katie Taylor, Irish, uh, Irish fighter, she hits hard, she's got good combos, she walks forward with everything. Um, and yeah, it's just, she... This fight, not she. Both these fight, both these women, they went balls to the wall. These women have balls. They, I mean, they were just trading. At the beginning of the fight, it looked like it was Serrano. The first three rounds were razor thin, just feeling each other out, but a lot of action. Um, round five, Serrano looks like she's really got Taylor hurt. I was worried about the uh, ref stepping in and stopping it just because of how many punches she was eating. But Taylor kept moving forward, kept throwing in her own right. She wasn't landing a bunch. But she was throwing. She was looking great. And as the fight went on, Serrano, I don't know if she gassed a little bit or she just felt like she wanted to play it safe. But around round six, she took her foot off the gas pedal and she, um, Katie Taylor was turning it on. I mean, throwing punches and bunches, catching her. Neither woman went down, but man, both of them about did it looked like. They were just getting rocked. And then round 10, because uh, women's fights, they're two ten two minute rounds, ten rounds for the championship. Um, they're trading about thirty seconds left. They just hands start flying from their hips, fucking punching hooks, straights. Katie Taylor's getting the better of it. It goes to the judges' scorecards. It's a split decision for Taylor. It could have gone either way. A lot of people said it was a robbery. I didn't think so. I thought that it really was one of those fights. What are you scoring off of? And how'd you score the first three rounds? Because they were so close. Um, so Katie Taylor, she gets the victory. Amanda Serrano, stock doesn't drop. She just loses her belt. Probably fight of the year in boxing right now. I can't think of anything that comes close. The last great fight that I saw in boxing, like great, great fight, was Wilder Fury 3. And that was just, whew, that was a fucking war. That was a fest. That was a fun one to watch. But yeah, that's what we have for for boxing um, right now. Next thing on the agenda, I believe, will be uh, Devin Haney versus George Cambosis, and I think that's in June. I want to say late, mid to late June, but we'll get into that when the time comes. And then things coming up around the combat sports community. Um, just some things that have recently been booked. UFC London, it got Curtis Blades versus Tom Aspinall. It got Darren Till versus Jack Hermanson. So that's going to be a banger. I'm sure they're going to try to get Patty Pimblett on that card. Probably uh, Megan McCann. I mean, they all just lit up that arena. And putting Darren Till on there too, if he can get a win, especially a knockout, he's a beast on the mic. He's a funny guy. Hamza will be in his corner. It. London does it different. Those fans are wild. I love it. And then for UFC France, we got Cyril Gunn, the hometown boy, taking on Tai Tuivasa. That's what they're working on anyways. Cyril Gunn, he's better in boxing. He's better in wrestling. He's better in Muay Thai. He's more athletic. He's pro he's definitely faster. That all being said, I'm taking Tuivasa by knockout round one. Dude's a beast, and he's on a mission. And then the whole month of May, really, it's going to be fucking insane for fights, honestly. We got May 6th, uh, PFL 3, return of Kayla Harrison because it's the women's lightweight. We got Anthony Pettis on the card. He's the last uh, men's lightweight that hasn't fought yet. And then, I think anyways, 
And then we got the men's uh, men's welterweight. So defending champ Ray Cooper's on there. Magomed Magomed Karov, he's on there. They fought in the finals last year. It was a war. Uh, actually, I think they have the past three years. These two have been running the welterweights for PFL. That's going to be fun. That's Friday on ESPN. Friday on Showtime, we got Bader vs. Congo 2, and I believe it's in France. Yeah, Yoel Romero, I believe he's on the card or is supposed to be. That's going to be a fucking war because Congo hates Bader and Bader's a beast. Um, yeah, that's Showtime, May 6th, so this upcoming weekend. May 7th on Saturday, we got the UFC pay-per-view Oliveira vs. Gaethje card is stacked to the T. We got Chaos Williams versus Randy Brown on the prelims. On the main card, we got Cowboy Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lauzon. He's making his comeback. Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson are fighting. Shogun Rua, Shogun Hua versus Ovince Pru. Um, Nami Yunus of Esparza and of course Gaethje versus Oliveira. I mean, that's going to be fucking insane. I can't wait for that card. It's like they were uh, slow feeding us. They're like, we're gonna give you some shitty cards in April after the after the uh, pay per view, and then we'll we'll fucking light it up for May. So that's gonna be an insane card. The next weekend, we on May thirteenth, another Friday, we got the return of Michael Venom Page. He's taking on Logan Storley for Bellator two eighty one for the interim belt because the uh, the belt holder right now is fighting for the Ukraine and the Russian Ukraine war. I mean. Michael Venom Page. Look up his highlight reel, dudes. He's dented someone's skull. He just he goes out there and plays with people, picks them apart from wherever the fuck he wants. He's like a Stephen Wonderboy Thompson striker, but I don't know if he's just fighting trash cans. But man, he looks filthy in there. Yeah, so that's May thirteenth. May fourteenth, we got UFC Fight Night. Jan Blahovich, the former light heavyweight champion, he's taking on uh, Anthony Rockich. That, was, that fight was booked for UFC Columbus initially, and then uh, Blahovich had a neck injury, so he had to pull out. May 20th, the next weekend on a Friday, Eagle FC's coming back, and we got Junior Dos Santos, UFC vet, former UFC heavyweight champion. He's taking on another UFC vet, and U, U, uh, former UFC vet, and Jorgen DeCastro. That's going to be fun as hell to watch. Um, it's also got Hector Lombard versus Thiago Santos, a couple more UFC vets on the card. It's going to be fun as hell. The next night, Holly Holm versus Caitlin Vieira in a UFC fight night. They don't have all the uh, all the fights worked out yet, but it's going to be insane. And then June is just as crazy. They just don't have it all booked yet. That's all we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in to Blood and Beer. I love you. Have a great day.